0: Hello, hello, my Spiritual Hot Moms, hello, my Spiritual Hot Gals, and welcome back to the Spiritual Hot Momship Podcast. I am your host, Marissa Lace, and this is the podcast where we talk about all things self-love, spirituality, wellness, and tapping into your inner goddess to unapologetically create a life that you love. And that is my deepest intention with this podcast, not only to support you in finding magic in the mundane, of finding the magic in motherhood, but supporting you you and aligning you and awakening you to the power of creating a life you love and becoming someone that you love. I am so honored to bring you today's podcast, and today's podcast. Guest was such a delight to get to sit with and have such an open-hearted and free conversation. Courtney Rivers is someone that I have been following and looking up to for a while now. She is the epitome of just rewilding motherhood, which we go into in this conversation. And there are so many moments of just wisdom in this podcast and her energy is so... Not only motherly, but grounded and loving and free. And it has been such a gift through this podcast to connect with women, not only that inspire me, but really make me feel seen in this motherhood journey. A lot of people speak about how motherhood can feel isolating, but it's also isolating to feel as if like the vision and the dreams that you have for what you're wanting to create, you're not seeing a lot of that. So I am so excited to dive into today's podcast episode with Courtney. I think you guys are going to absolutely love her, as well as if you are new to this podcast coming from Courtney's audience. Hello and welcome. In this podcast, we go into really all things motherhood, being a mother of multiples, co-parenting with nature, as Courtney calls it, and we dive into some really, really beautiful topics. I personally just found myself really enjoying listening back to this conversation and not only that but as my friendship with Courtney has deepened it's been such a gift to really get to connect with her Um, some of the things that we mentioned in this podcast that I have now moved into using even daily is the blue bottle so I will have a link down below for you guys but blue bottle love we talk about it in this podcast and these bottles have absolutely transformed my life I now have multiple of them. They're the huge glass blue bottles with different carvings and different words on them. I have one that says truth, beauty, love. And then I have one that says I am. And then all over it has like love and vitality. And I think one says like abundance. It's, you know, I really, really love them. And this whole idea behind messages in the water, um, an amazing, amazing book. If you have not checked that out we just really dive into so many amazing topics and tools and just our own intuition-led mothering styles and to connect with other women and to hold space for conversations around intuitive-led mothering is so powerful. Um, I just feel as if Motherhood is such a gift when we let it be a gift. It's almost as if we have been caught up in the rat race of life and motherhood is something that's almost been diluted for a while and so many women, it's beautiful to witness all of us waking back up to our power, waking up back to our innate wisdom and really feeling safe in doing that, feeling seen by other women in doing that. So... Oh, and how did I forget? You guys, I just got back from Mount Shasta. We just celebrated my daughter's first birthday, which there will be a whole separate podcast episode on my reflections of a year of motherhood, but... We just got back from Mount Shasta, which we know is one of my absolute favorite places in the entire world. We did lots of forest bathing. We went up to the summit of Mount Shasta, and I just did a little prayer for Lila and, you know, just really asking Spirit some blessings on her, as well as just a little soul prayer for my daughter. I have found myself really diving deep into this energy of surrender and silence. I have never felt more this craving of just like receiving. And what I mean by that is so often I really loved having different podcasts going, different playlists going, maybe listening to an audiobook. And right now what my inner goddess, what my soul is desiring so deeply is to kind of just take in whatever spirit wants to share. And so going to Mount Shasta, even sitting in the swings, in the trees, here at home in Tahoe going out into the forest and just kind of sitting and taking in whatever needs to come. I am someone also who really loves guided meditations and even that I have been leaning more towards silent meditation and just trusting whatever comes through, really grounding with my breath and focusing on my heart and focusing on exactly that, connecting on my heart and connecting deeper with spirit. Um, in Mount Chasta, we Bought some really beautiful pieces for Lila. Lila seems to be really into sound and sound healing. You guys know that I had gotten her a crystal tones fairy bowl a couple months back. And this trip, we got her a drum. She got this beautiful rain stick that she loved. Um, she got this beautiful like duck collar thing. It is hysterical. She got some bells. My sweet, sweet Libra daughter just loves sound and music. So we've really just been supporting her in that. And of course, always loving her sound bowls here at home. So I've been working and really integrating sound into our mornings together during that sacred time of when I get up first, you know, I do my morning rituals, and then by the time she's up, I like to just sit together and either get the drum or she plays with the sound bowls. It's really just been a beautiful way of connecting first thing in the morning and just really beautiful to witness her connection with sound and music in that way something that courtney shares in the podcast is on you know the challenging days the hard days she always relies on co-parenting with nature And here in the mountains, it is definitely getting chillier in the morning, but I am working on and with the daily intention of co-parenting as much as possible with nature of, you know, when it was pretty warm here, we were in the river every day and taking Lila in the river, letting her play with the rocks, just letting her really be her and connect with nature in her own way if there is anything that I have taken from this interview with Courtney, it is not only surrendering to nature and really sitting in it with no expectation other than receiving, but also like the same with my my child, the same with my daughter of almost creating more stillness in myself for, you know, all of the flow and chaos that can come with having a toddler. So I am just so overjoyed to bring you guys this conversation. Um, I will have some resources linked down below, including one of the books that Courtney mentions that, of course, I picked up right after this podcast. Courtney and I have been texting all about it because I am now obsessed. Um, the author is Mary Summer Rain, and she has a bunch of amazing books, including a children's book, which I will have linked down below because I have loved reading that to Lila. Just one short story every day from that book. Um, I also wanted to remind you guys that our membership, Like Honey, which is all about self-love, radiant living, um, is open for fall membership. So that membership is just so sacred to me it is a container for meditations video trainings audio trainings walking meditations guided meditations we're doing uh, bi-weekly sister circles now and there's just so much magic in there so we had healing girl summer for our summer membership and now as we move into fall we are doing grounded in love so october november and december is going to be our fall membership and we are really focused around heart healing and opening really focused around you know mind body soul nourishment focused around the nervous system and how that's connected to motherhood just really living and embracing the seasons no matter where you are just something we even speak about in this podcast is like living seasonally and as someone who in pretty much most of my 20s I was just bopping around city to city it's been really beautiful to now surrender more to nature and build more connection there. So I have some nature-based meditations that's going to be in our membership during fall and it is just going to be a beautiful experience. So I will have a link down below for that as well as all of the other beautiful, beautiful pieces mentioned in this podcast. I love you guys so deeply Courtney is a mama of three. She is an off-grid living queen. They are now doing home-led learning with their daughter. Truly, you guys, she is such a powerhouse and a true beacon of light of really just how beautiful motherhood can be. She is such an expander to me, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to this conversation. So let's jump in. Do not forget to go follow Courtney, and I will have all of her info linked down below. Let's go. Well, welcome, Courtney, to the Spiritual Hot Momship Podcast. Courtney, I am so excited you are here. I am like your new biggest fan. And Courtney, I would love for you to introduce yourself to all of the Spiritual Hot Moms listening.
1: Sure. Um, my name is Courtney Rivers, and I live in Northern California in this little town up in Mendocino. We live rurally, off the grid, and um, we're cannabis farmers. And we just recently invested into a ranch to give some animal husbandry a try. And yeah, I have three kids. Let's see, Billy Rose is gonna be seven on Christmas. And Maybell Mary Lynn is two. And then Trip Woven just turned one.
0: Yes, so. we actually have Trip with us right now, who is just a little, he's so sweet, Courtney. I can't get over it. I know. Oh, little angel. I know. Well, Courtney, let's dive right into some of my favorite spiritual hot bomb questions. So can you share with us your sun, moon and rising?
1: Yes, I am a Gemini sun and then rising Scorpio and a Capricorn moon. Oh, I'm so, so jealous of that Capricorn moon. I'm very jealous. Yeah. There's a lot of Capricorn in the household. We're like, Defi- or like a uh, program to work basically or just like a working house so
0: well yes <laughs> and you know what's so funny Courtney is that I started reading this book called rewilding motherhood and then I think I found your account literally the same day and I remember being like this is the epitome of what I picture when I think rewilding motherhood did you always know that you wanted to be a mom um I mean
1: no not really actually I didn't even really like kids I think in my early 20s to to like truly be honest like I was never a babysitter I've never changed a diaper oh. um I was like that awkward aunt at the parties like yo kid what's up like I had no idea how to like interact with them and I think when I got pregnant with Billy it was just like this huge awakening and um after I had her, I was just like, okay, I'm totally content with one. And then my husband was actually in like a really bad accident nearly four years ago now. And I remember one of the first things I thought about was just like, whoa, we never even had a chance to have another kid. So that kind of started getting my wheels spinning and I was totally fine with the two and then tripped was just this magical little surprise. So here I am. But at first, no, I didn't. I never really envisioned this path at all.
0: Yeah, it's so, it's so funny you say that, Courtney, because I actually had been talking to our mutual friend, Chelsea, about yeah. I'd been feeling a second spirit baby coming through. Like I feel in this moment as if I can just have Lila and be content. But then within the past- couple months I've been feeling like a spirit baby lingering around and Chelsea actually yep. shared with me the really beautiful story about how you kind of made the decision to try for Tripped. Are you comfortable sharing that story? Oh I,
1: I love sharing this story. Um, yeah so it was right after I had Maybelle and I was getting all these downloads and just having all these visions and crazy dreams and not really knowing how to, um, I don't know, look at all of it. And I wasn't really sure what it was all meaning. So I got a reading by a good friend of mine, who's a medium, her name's Mary. And we were in the middle of the reading. She stopped the channel and I had none of my questions or visions had anything to do with the baby. And, um, she stopped the reading and was like, you know, I'm so sorry. I have to stop the channeling. I'm getting there's a spirit that's floating around you right now. And he is super shy and sweet. And I was like, oh, it's a little boy. And when she said that I, I was interested and intrigued, but it was just kind of like, oh, whatever. And then fast forward to eight months later, totally pregnant. So I booked another session with Mary and I was like, yo girlfriend. What you said was true. What is going on? And um, so Trip and Mabel are spiritually, they are twins. And they needed to come down and be together in this lifetime, but they chose to come down at separate times. So they are like, so twinned out. And, um, I definitely remember like when I think it was like six months when I was pregnant with trip. And I was just thinking deeper on, you know, him and I, and our connection. I wanted to connect with him in the womb so I started doing all these meditations at night before I'd go to bed and I the first night I started that I asked him to come into my dreams and show me why he wanted to be back down here our lifetimes together and in that very first night I had this really really detailed dream I could tell you everything about the way that the house smelt the carpet felt the colors and the walls and the shadows but basically I was in this old Victorian home and Trip came down the staircase and he introduced himself as Woven. He was a 95-year-old man named Woven. And so after that, he took me on all these journeys and showed us every past life I've ever had with Trip. And the the theme of it was basically um due to like social, political, economical issues. We had never been able to be together. We were always torn apart. So in this lifetime, everything aligned. He could be with his twin. I could be his mom again. And, um, yeah, he's like my magical little moon man is what I call him.
0: Yeah. Uh, He's so sweet. He has the most like beautiful aura and just is like a little ball of love. Well, you are literally a powerhouse, Courtney. You do so many things. You are Billy is now doing like home led learning, right? hmm
1: Yeah, we found a um, charter school in our area. It's Waldorf based. And um, they have a homeschool program. So we are able to do all our day to day lessons at the house and then just check in with the teacher
0: once a month. Yeah. So it's pretty Yeah, that is amazing. And from the three kids to the garden to you have a bunny to the cannabis farming and all of it, I would love to hear what is a day in the life of Courtney Rivers and how do you like truly do it all? A day in the life. Well, we're very seasonal
1: family, so it really depends on, you know, the time of the year because where we live, we get a lot of snow, as do you. I know. Mm -hmm. um that really like changes up everything but right now a typical summer day would be um and now that we've started homeschool we Billy and I try to get up before the little ones and we'll do a couple lessons and then um eat breakfast and I try to get into the garden to do garden work but like between the hours of 10 and noonish and then Maybelle, she's a napper she's every day she's like she needs that 12 o'clock nap. So we'll go on a little nap drive, come back to the house, do some lunch, maybe some more lessons, um, maybe go down to the ranch, which is just a minute down the road from us, do some ranch work. And that's kind of a typical day. It's every, I mean, it's, we spend a lot of time outside, doing a lot of work in the garden. Um, Some days are a little bit different than others, just depending on how everyone's mood is. So, but yeah, that's a, that's
0: summertime is just
1: outside all day long.
0: Yes, we are, we are the exact same way. We just spent all weekend in the river and Chelsea was actually just visiting. So we were in the water every day and you know, Lila all up in the water, she is obsessed. And did you always kind of know, because you did share that you didn't know that you always wanted to be a mother, but at what point did you realize that you kind of wanted to live this more like free lifestyle?
1: Well, I mean, moving up North, to the area that I live in is pretty, um, it's a pretty unconventional lifestyle. And I'd say I've been up here for eight or nine years now, but was coming up before that to do some trim work. (laughs) So I was pretty familiar with the lifestyle. And I think just, um, you know, that first year that I was pregnant with Billy, it really opened my eyes to this alternative way of life. And I think just over time, connecting with the other moms up here and just the reality of living rurally and off the grid just really made me um, understand what kind of mothering path I wanted to take. So it gradually came. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I think that's so beautiful because we see online so much right now about people craving that more wild lifestyle and craving more of off-the-grid living and how did that what was your first pregnancy like with Billy and you know you did share a beautiful video for Tripp's birthday were all of the babies home births? Actually they will they were
1: all born down in Ukiah which is um, an hour and a half away from us Mm -hmm. and I had thought I wanted a home birth but um I think with Billy I was still you know going through all the changes of being a new mother and I don't I don't really think I had that confidence yet and I found this really beautiful um birthing center down in Ukiah that was just opening up with these midwives and I was really drawn to it it's in this beautiful redwood building it's a birthing um water birthing center so they have these huge bathtubs And um, the midwives are just like pure magic. So that really drew me in. And so all three of them were actually born with the same midwife down in Ukiah at the birthing center. And I wanted a home birth, but at the end of the day, I was just so taken care of at Bloom that it was almost like a birthing vacation. So um, we just decided to go that route all three times,
0: so. I love that. That is so beautiful. And, you know, you mentioned about confidence as a mother. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because you are a mama of three, let alone living the lifestyle that you do. And what did that look like kind of coming into your own as a mother and coming into the confidence of that and really that transition of maiden to mother? Ooh,
1: um... Yeah, that one, that's a great question. I would have to say that every year I go to these women gatherings, there's one up north, um, Spirit Weavers in Oregon, and then there's one here in Laytonville called the Herbal Symposium. Mm. And yeah, they're both really special and somewhat different, but the same. But I would have to say that going to those gatherings before I had kids really, really Opened my eyes to the lifestyle that I wanted, um, and there was a lot of crones there. There was a lot of maidens. There was a lot of mothers. So there's so many women to um, observe and, you know, kind of take bits and pieces of what I liked and incorporate it into my life. But I would honestly go into those gatherings, and I've told my husband I was just like, you know, I will forever and here on out be gone from here this time in May to this time in May at Symposium. And Spirit Weavers, because it's been, it's made such an impact on my life. And I would say those gatherings have given me the confidence and the reassurance to be the mother I want to be and work through the challenges and connect with everyone I could possibly want to connect with. So, aside from, you know, living where we live and having so much time to think and process, I would say those gatherings are been the hugest part of my life and my mothering journey for sure
0: yeah that is so beautiful and that just I feel like we are seeing and learning so much right now about how maybe our generation is really disconnected from more of like the village aspect and the village mindset. And so many of us as mothers like can feel really disconnected from community and feel as if like it's almost isolating when motherhood should be really a time of community and connection and love and support. Um, What are some of your tools that you have as a mom of three for those days that like you're saying,
1: are a little bit harder. Oof, I mean, the minute all of them start to just go in meltdown mode, it's out the door. Everyone's out the door. No more, we're not gonna be inside. And I just feel like, you know, being outside, barefoot in the sunshine, getting your hands in the soil is really the, it's like, I like co-parent with the earth in that way, I suppose, you know, cause it's just yeah. like, It's the best way to get your kids out of their funk, but um, yeah, I would have to say just going straight into the garden. Um, We don't do a lot of screen time because I feel like I do notice when that is in our life, the girls get really, their nervous systems are all on hinge. So we, I give them one show on Saturday if they remember and if it works out, you know, just, I can't totally deprive it because they do enjoy it. So, but I feel like if there's more like stimulation like that going on, I try to bring it in a little bit and simplify. So.
0: No, I was going out. (laughs) I mean, even for me, Courtney, like it's been wild. while mother to witness like even the days that I have more screen time or I'm even like taking in if I try and play this show that people keep talking about like Miss Rachel on YouTube and it's like developmental videos for babies and I'm like I'm getting overstimulated watching this like I'm feeling myself on edge so it's almost like we Mm -hmm. can't blame our children for being in this like very flighty or like chaotic state when we're the ones like really supplying the drug almost of it so I actually love that you say that. That is a topic that I feel like I could talk about for hours of just like really letting kids explore and play and just like you said, mother with nature. That is so powerful. I love that.
1: Mm-hmm. That is so yeah. big. I mean, it's definitely like it's really hard, you know, the screen time thing, technology, because it's just a part of parenting in mm-hmm. the modern, modern industrial humans yeah. that we are, you know. So. But it's also like, just trying to find balance, I guess, just like anything with it. Um, So yeah, that's why we just offer one show on Saturday, or a movie, and it seems to like give them their fill, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so
0: yeah, well, and you know, just from what I've gotten to witness of Maybelle and Billy and just their imaginations are so beautiful you recently shared on your Instagram story that Billy actually was making jewelry and you were selling it for her and like helping her seeing her at such a like beautiful young age be so filled with like spirit and just creativity and to kind of have this intention and direction it's interesting to witness now almost the um, the disconnect in children now is like of overuse of screen time where it's almost like we don't need to really use our imagination we don't have to really tap into that creative energy because we're always being stimulated
1: oh yeah no totally I definitely when I mean when Billy was May's age so around like two or three I mean she had an iPad I didn't know any better I was just like oh all the kids have it like she can have one but the iPad meltdowns that would come from that thing, I was just, it was awful, you know? And even still at that time, I didn't take it away from her because it's just like, oh, I don't know, this is just what happens and I got to work through it. But I also noticed that all of her creativity was coming from those shows. So it was like when we would build a house or name animals, everything always came from the show. And so that was like my first indicator of just, needing to um, restructure what this is all about. And so the more I'd take it away, like gradually, the more I'd see her inner light just shine. And she had the coolest ideas in her, and her creative play was so special. And um, yeah, I definitely think that, I mean, we, it's a great resource, you know, for parents, working parents. And I, I have nothing against whatever works for anyone's family, but it definitely, um, limits their creativity, I suppose, you know, if you don't keep it in check, so.
0: No, 1000%. I'm, I'm happy you brought that up though, about kind of like the iPad meltdowns. And so that was kind of how you did it. You slowly, gradually kind of like, you know, lessen the time of the iPad for Billy. You
1: know, she actually, threw that thing against the room because she was just like freaking out she couldn't find her show her little three-year-old brain was like couldn't comprehend what was going on with this thing and she see. literally threw it across the floor and my husband and I were like holy shit what in the hell what was that you know and I just took that thing and I put it in the closet and it's lived there ever since so we just went cold turkey
0: I love that it. I love that yeah. you know I Lila is almost one my daughter is almost trips age and even just seeing like the TV in the background and I'll be trying to talk to her and she'll be so fixated on the TV. In those moments I just turn it off. I do pretty much the cold turkey and You know, she doesn't have like an iPad or anything like that. I don't give her my phone. And so it has been just, it's interesting to mother in the time that we are in now, just like you were saying of this like industrial age and having all this technology and really trying to find that sweet spot of like what is encouraging and what is a tool and then what is, you know, kind of just essentially soaking up all their brain space. And so with Billy's school, if it's Waldorf style, then I mean, everything's pretty much screen-free, right? Is that how that works? It is pretty
1: much screen-free, but within the last year, California came out with this new standard that they have to offer. They are required to offer homeschool kids, um, like 30 minute meetings with the teacher on zoom, but our school is so cool. And they're like, we're going to offer it, but you don't have to do it. And our teacher, miss Fawn, is so rad. She was like, I'm I have to do it legally, but I would rather you guys don't sign in. I'm like, great, Miss Fawn, I'm on your level, girlfriend. Like I yeah, I don't want to do it. So no,
0: we love Miss Fawn for holding the vision. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Courtney, how would you say that? Because obviously you have your hands full all the time, but what are I feel like I always see you doing like cool things and you're always like showing the clothes that you stitched and what are some like hobbies or even just rituals that you have for you in your life that really keeps you feeling grounded in your own spirit
1: um just that being creative I mean sewing embroidery work anything where I can use that side of my brain is purely meditative for me. So, and I can, I love um, sewing and doing embroidery work outside and the kids can just run around and do whatever they're doing. So it's almost like a win-win situation because the more I can do that, the more I can process my feelings, my emotions. Um, It puts me in this really calm state so I just feel like I try really hard to get a little bit of sewing time in each day because it's like my yoga or my meditation, I suppose, you know, yeah. so that's really, yeah, I, that's what I, go
0: for. I feel like more women need to feel like safe almost in their nervous system to make space for self. I feel like a lot of us are conditioned to think that if we do something for self or for making space for us, then it's almost like we're being the selfish mother. And having this realization that, you know, the creativity is so important to you that it is like your meditative state. Do you have any like kind of go-tos where you realize you've kind of been putting yourself on the back burner that you're like, Oh wait, like I haven't created anything. I haven't been outside enough. I haven't been embroidering. Like, are there any moments even in your life where you're still coming back to center of like, Oh shit. Like I'm still figuring out my own self-care rituals.
1: Um, probably, definitely. Um, but first word that comes to mind, I'm like hygiene. I mean, I shower, I'm clean, (laughs) but I don't, (laughs) I don't do a lot of like, um, I don't do as many masks as I'd like to, I don't brush my hair as much as I'd like to. I got like borderline dreads all the time. Um, just like really simple things like that, like just oiling my body. Um, I used to journal a lot. I don't really do that as much anymore. But you know, I don't get too upset about those things, just because this season of my life is so—it's um, on demand, it's on the go, and it's not always going to be like this. And I—I I, I know that, you know. So the minute I get time to take like a five-minute shower and brush my hair, I'm—I'm I'm cool with that. It's—it holds me over till the next week or whatever, you know. So um, I'm okay with the little time that I do get. And like I said, if I can create something with my hands, then that is really worth it to me. And it really grounds me down. So
0: I love that. That's so beautiful. I, you know, same. Absolutely same. I think that, you know, online it can appear like, oh, I have all this time and like, oh, she's always so magical and has everything together. But like literally the under, like the bottom layer of my hair is always slightly dreaded from the lake, the lake swims and the river and baby pulling on it. And I want moms listening to this to know that like, having it all together does not make you the perfect mom. Like in all actuality, this energy of going with the flow and embracing the season you're in, like that makes you the perfect mother for your child, for your child. I think there's this idea that motherhood has to look one way or schooling has to look one way or whatever it may be. And it feels as if we all are finally really surrendering into coming into our own and feeling safe in that and feeling confident in that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've definitely always told first-time mothers that ask for advice. That you know, you know what's best for you. You know what's best for your own family. Don't, don't compare. Don't listen to anybody else. I mean, take advice. That's amazing. You know, um, take lots of advice to get different perspectives and find your own rhythm. But yeah, like if my neighbor is having a spa day every, every week then that's amazing that works for her family because i'm sitting on my porch every week sewing and that's what works for me so it's just listening to that
0: you know your heart you always gotta listen to your heart no matter what you know five thousand so. percent what are some ways that you come back to you courtney and like what are some ways that you find yourself connecting to your own intuition
1: hmm water definitely um water is such a big source in my life and I try to drink a gallon or more every day and the when I'm not drinking water I'm all over the place you know dehydrated scatterbrained irritable so the more water I drink the more um I can connect with my feelings and my intuition um I think I think a lot I'm in my head a lot So, you know, really spending time outdoors in the garden, sweating is what's best for me. Um, And honestly, I love, so we live so far away from everything. It takes about an hour to get anywhere. And I love driving so much. I get my best ideas when I'm driving. I get my best um, downloads when I'm driving. I think about situations in my life. I figure out solutions so i really don't mind the long drives anymore like i used to because it just it's it, it gives me time to think and i love that so much so i'm not like trying to drive but I'm, i look forward to if i have to go anywhere i guess
0: <laughs> no literally i uh that must be an air sign thing i'm a libra rising and I get my best ideas, I get my best downloads when I'm driving and like on a road trip. And it's something I used to really actually judge about myself, my like desire for road trips, or my love of road trips, because I feel like I hear people a lot where it's like, oh, I hate driving, or oh, I don't want to do this or "Oh, gas prices. And it's like, well, I don't know, it really fucking lights me up. Like, I really love it. Yeah. I mean, I take May on a
1: nap drive every day at noon. I go up the road and I look, it's the highlight of my day. You know, I, I think about so many things and I don't journal, like I said, as much as I used to, but it's almost like that drive is like my journaling hour for my brain and mm-hmm. just to get everything out. And sometimes I will stop pull over and write down whatever I'm thinking really quick and then just continue on the drive. So it must be an air sign thing. Cause my husband it's- does not like driving so what's his sign
0: he's a cancer yeah cancer men are so sweet (laughs) they're so emotional so sweet (laughs) they're so sweet they're very like their feeling is their facts and i love that for them i love their truth in it so nurturing Right. Well, as a mom, Courtney, and I love that we're on this conversation of just like intuition and essentially like following your heart. What is, you know, you've really shared the things that you kind of have let go of and like surrendered to in this phase of motherhood, but what does your spiritual practice look like right now?
1: You know, I've really gotten into um, drumming I made this really beautiful Buffalo drum when I was pregnant with Billy seven years ago. Wow. And, um, it, it's been hanging on my wall and sometimes I'll take it down, but just, I would say maybe six months ago, I was getting this really deep call to start drumming again. And actually in one of my readings with Mary, she connected me to my great grandmother who I had a great relationship with. And my grandmother, Malia told me to, always listen to the heartbeat of the land and so I'm getting chills even just saying that because I know that the drum connects me to the heartbeat of the land so it was about six months ago and I was just really I was thinking about my drum every single day and I just kind of like went by it just so gently and it totally like fell off the wall and just went down the staircase and I was just like okay it's time to play the drum So I just picked it up and every Thursday I've been joining a drum circle down the road and it's been really powerful. And just recently I found this wooden flute. So I feel like just playing more music um, outside, sitting down, no shoes on. And it doesn't have to be, I was thinking about this last night too, that I feel that as moms, we feel like we have to carve out all this really special time and a lot of time. get real and and deep but you know usually i have all my kids screaming around me while i'm playing the drum or playing flute and it it still works you know and i just know that it's how i have to do it so i think just playing more music outside really helped me to connect
0: no i think it's so Amazing that you say that because something that I've been speaking a lot on is exactly what you just said of in motherhood we. We think that our practice has to be like separate from our children, that it has to be this like super beautiful, long ritual, all these things when in all actuality, like motherhood is a spiritual practice within itself. When our children get to see us in devotion, when our children get to see us in practice, like that is one of like the greatest lessons that we can leave with our children and to lead them with. And that is I love the music thing because when I go to Mount Shasta, there's this store that I go to called soul connections. And there's a whole room of like all the drums and the singing bowls and all these instruments. And I love just standing in there when other people are playing. Cause it, the drums are so grounding to me. They like, just like really bring you back to your body. Yeah.
1: They connect I- you to the, of the land. And it's like, I mean, certain frequencies will open up certain parts of your chakras in your heart. And I've, I mean, I've always read about that, but now that I'm actually doing it, I was like, wow, this actually makes a huge difference on how I feel, um, how I'm dreaming at night, how I'm daydreaming during the day. Um, and you know, incorporating your kids within this is actually pretty psychedelic because they're so tapped in still. And sometimes Billy will, will say things and I'm just like, how did you wait what like it just blows my mind and she'll pick up an instrument and join or sometimes Maybell will have some reflection and it just like totally you know rocks my world so it's it's really fun and really special to bring your kids in on that too on your journey
0: yeah and more moms feeling like safe to do that and i think just you know anyone listening to know that it's not always going to be perfect and polished. And a lot of the time, including your kids does make it a little bit messier does like kind of bring up the chaos a little bit, but that's the joy of children. Like they create with no judgment, they live and speak and hold space like with zero self-shame and you know, I've been really playing with this energy and kind of like thinking of this idea of I've been seeing the narrative a lot about parents who kind of like struggle playing with their kids and struggle with like the pretend stuff. And, you know, I've really been sitting and just thinking about like, is it is our resistance to that actually just because we have shut down our own creativity and our own inner child for so long. So bringing our children even to our own practice, and our own play.
1: Yeah. And you know what, like I'm a huge advocate for psychedelics and I yes, think ma'am. that microdosing, yes, ma'am. Yeah. I'm, and I'm nursing just for the record and it's okay. It's fine. If you take a microdose, it's okay. And it helps you be a better mother, better lover, better human, and you can connect with your kids in that way. But then you find the joy and the playfulness and like everything like filling up your gas tank. Um, All the mundane stuff, you know, like paying bills, you find fun in that, and it's enjoyable. And I think that it needs to be medicine that's more um, supported within the mothering community and postpartum community, because it's definitely
0: there for a reason. So, yes. Well, and even when microdosing, it really does almost like open, it almost like removes all your walls of reasons why you think you have to like, just do this one way or feel this one way, it literally removes the resistance of like fear, like you feel so much more joyful in your life and fall in love with these mundane moments. And it's through the mundane that like we create that magic, which in all actuality, like is just attracting that magnetism for all of our manifestations. Like so many of us think that we have to be in this box of life and box of motherhood. And I mean, I'm with you, Courtney, like literally microdosing postpartum totally changed my life. And I've always done macro doses before that. And it would be, you know, take a big dose and then I wouldn't touch it again for maybe a couple months or a year. And with the microdosing, it's almost the same. It's almost as if like the medicine kind of tells you when, you know, when to pause and when to take a break. But almost, you know, I have people who do fear the psychedelic route and anyone who I've ever spoken to that does have resistance to that, it's almost a control thing and nothing teaches you how to let go of control more than motherhood, (laughs) let alone psychedelics.
1: Yeah. And you know, like the thing with psychedelics too, it's, it's reprogramming you of like a lifetime of projection. That's not like authentic to you. Right. And yeah, I've had so many people, um, weary to take it, but you know, if you take the right amount, it's just like feeling it just feels like you've had three or four cups of really good strong coffee and you get that endorphin hit and you're just like, you can still write your name, you can do stuff, you're not going down the rabbit hole, is what I tell people. But you know, um, it's definitely some really beautiful medicine that will find you. I've always realized that also, you know, it's just like you don't have to go seek it. If you really need it, it will just show up. Like your neighbor will come over and be like, hey, I got this little bag of mushrooms. You wanna, you know go take a little bit. And it's, it's like, it will come into your life when you need it the most, um, is what I've always observed also,
0: so. Mm-hmm. And do you feel that same way with cannabis too? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely
1: smoked it. I feel like I get this question all the time and I'd love to just say it now and out loud. And yes, I did smoke when I was pregnant, in the first trimester for nausea it Mm -hmm. wasn't all the time it was just for the nausea and then towards the end i did just because of like back pain and feeling so uncomfortable but i feel and then postpartum it wasn't every day it's just when i feel like super on edge and i realize i check myself and i'm being like really irritable and just not a fun person to be around so i'll just have a little bit and then our day is a lot better And I just feel like I get so many moms asking me that, you know, it used to be their medicine for so long. And now that they're pregnant or postpartum, they're just so scared to bring that back in. They need the reassurance. And I'm just like, you know what? If it's your medicine and it makes you feel good and it makes you be a really, a better person and a better mother, then just do it, you know, to circle back to um, doing what's best for you and listening to your heart. it's It's the same thing. Like if your intuition is telling you that, this little bit of medicine will make me a better mother go for it. You know, so,
0: I think I love that you speak on that, Courtney, because I think we see a lot this like stigma with cannabis or, you know, it's kind of going away. Ironically, I feel like it's going away faster with psychedelics and especially mushrooms versus cannabis. Like I feel like uh, psilocybin is much more accepted now and cannabis still holds this like illusion a little bit that it makes you lazy or, you know, all these things. And um it's been interesting to witness and even what you said too about like letting it be your medicine I personally and intuitively feel like even a couple years from now five years from now doctors will be like prescribing cannabis to women in the first trimester because personally I lost almost 20 pounds in my first trimester I could not eat anything I couldn't couldn't do a single thing it just like everything made me nauseous. And it was almost worse that I like, couldn't throw up. (laughs) I was like, I was just sitting in all this nausea. So I know a lot of mothers who do like use cannabis. Oh, and Courtney, let's talk about our beautiful violet bottles, our indigo bottles.
1: Yes. I love these bottles so much. The blue bottle love, I believe is the, um, the company and my neighbor brought me one. I think, Five years ago, now it was a gift from Hawaii for watching and watering his plants actually. And um, I just remember he gave it to me when my husband was in that really bad accident. We had to spend a whole summer in Reading, and I was getting really into the Kangan water system. I don't know if you've heard of that, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: purified, but it was, I would go and buy like. 10 gallons of it every week for al to recover with and then i would drink it out of this blue bottle and i swear it's what helped me um, get through that summer so now i just try to drink you know four or five full bottles of it but i can feel and taste the difference 100 percent through this bottle um and i'm i love this company so much
0: yeah, I recently got one of the blue bottles. And for anyone listening, the whole, and Courtney, you can chime in But the whole like theory behind it is that our water is charged by these bottles. And so mine has a beautiful little geometric code on it and also says truth, beauty and love. And so the whole idea and intention is that those codes and that energy is being infused into your water to then go into the body. And there's that beautiful book. Who's the book by Courtney?
1: Um oh is it the water the hidden signs in water or the hidden messages in water that one hidden Dr. messages Hans- in water. water yes 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 yeah but just recently i got i've been obsessing over veda austin she's from new zealand and she studies water also and what she mm-hmm. does i mean it 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 blows my mind her work and she'll freeze um water she'll talk to the water put it in the freezer and the water will come out and show her images and I just have like goosebumps all over my body because water is alive just as much as you and I. It talks to you, it wants to form a relationship with us. We are made of water, so it's you know, the more we put in our body, the more we're unlocking um the macro and the micro of intention and our cells and growth and you know, her work is absolutely fascinating. I totally recommend anyone to look into it just because the way she paints the picture of, um, she says how, you know, when you meet someone, you're like, Oh, I've known you for a million years. You're my soulmate. It's because we're, we're made up of water, right? So these molecules are refinding one another and it's, you know, it has a lot to do with spirit as well, but the water wants to be together. It's talking. Our bodies are like re reintroducing themselves after like years of being away from one another so it's just like her work is so incredible so lately I've been trying to sing little songs when I fill up our Berkey and then pour it into my bottle and then drink it and I've definitely gone around and written um, love and gratitude on like every water tank we have so yeah I I, I just love
0: it's so it's so powerful the And it kind of comes back to this like intention and kind of overall energy that I even try and live by of like everything does have power everything does have intention it's almost like we want to take away power that way it's like we feel as if we don't have power so we don't have to make a move, and even. As simple as like nourishing yourself and taking care of yourself in the way of even how you speak to your water, how you speak to your children, the moments that, you know, you really decide to make space for yourself in your life, even if it's just filling up this blue bottle and saying a few kind words or singing your song to it. And you know, bringing us to the next topic of nourishment, which that water is a way that you nourish yourself, and your drumming, and all these beautiful things that you've shared with us. What are some other ways that you really find yourself? nourishing your body because you know we've covered like the spirit part which I could talk about forever and if there's more things 1000% tell us but it's almost as if like within the past year I have really realized and been speaking to my community the part of nourishment with women of it's almost like so many of us are waking up to holy shit I've been starving myself almost my whole life like holy shit I've let other people tell me what is best for my body my whole life so Courtney, how would you say that you really
1: nourish your body? Um, Definitely a half a stick of butter on everything I eat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a butter girl. Um, But I think that with um, getting the ranch recently, you know, it's really, we've been, we've so far, we've grown and processed 130 meat birds. We've done turkeys. We got pigs and sheep coming up, but Um, you know, just the animal fats, bone broth, um, I bake bread every Monday and just the act of baking bread for my family is so nourishing, but also just not buying store-bought bread. I've really felt a difference in, um, and like really eating with the seasons I'm trying to like, I mean, sometimes I'll find a mango in December. I'm like, okay, let's do it. But I'm really trying hard to just focus on what is growing in that season, um, and eating accordingly, because I do notice, you know, when you buy things from the store, when it's not in season, it tastes so different than a spring strawberry, you know? So I think just like really honing in on a simple diet. I mean, I'm not the best baker or cook, but I like, I like to do it. I like to nourish my family, but really only just like really simple three things on the plate, you know, just really simple meals. So I feel like, um, I've definitely set this goal for becoming more food sovereign in our household and growing as much as we can canning it for the winter time. You know, we live in an area with abundance of acorn. And last year we gathered acorns and processed and made acorn muffins. And there's just something like it hits every cell in your body when you eat an acorn muffin that you've like gathered and processed and leached and done the whole process. And you're just like, holy crap, this is real food. So I'm so excited because the acorns are dropping and we're just going to gather baskets this year. But um, I suppose just what you're hearing go around is just, you know, eating a more ancestral, simple, Uh, local diet is really what I try to focus on. And then as being a mother, um, I used to be a vegetarian. I'm looking back when I had Billy, I ate a little bit of meat and then I went back to being a vegetarian and yeah, just like really hungry all the time, really hungry. And so now with trip and may they're 18 months apart and there was no way I could not have a little bit of Turkey, a little bit of bone broth. Like I I need it. You know, my body needs it. And I think with growing the animals ourselves, it's definitely given me a huge perspective and a deep, um, respect for, um, the animal and what it means to eat it and how I don't need it with every meal. And I intuitively eat the meat. So, um, food is definitely a big passion of mine for sure. And, uh, I could talk about it all day long.
0: No, I as well, Courtney, I as well. What are some like go-to meals that you love making on your with your family? Because I love that you share that about like simple is best. And that is something that I love like just time and time again, I will not stop think, like saying it, simple is best. And it's almost like best for our bodies too. So what are some of your like go-to meals?
1: Yeah, um, let's see. We, we do a lot of like just veggie stir fry and some rice. On top. And then if we have a little bit of um, chicken, or I get a lot, if we're not eating chicken or turkey, I get all our meat from this woman down in Willits. Do a lot of rice or beans. And then um, right now, there's so many veggies in the garden. So we'll do a lot of stir fries and then um, just barbecue something like sausage or chicken. Um, last night we, it was so hot. We did smoothies and salad. Um, mm-hmm. We love doing like shepherd's pies, throwing everything to a, a pie. Um, but yeah, the girls aren't too picky. Billy has to be like in the mood to eat, and she'll eat anything. Mabel, you put anything in front of her face, and she'll eat it. So um, they're pretty easy to cook with or cook for. I don't really have to alter anything too
0: much for them. No, that's, that's awesome. I love that. And again, just the simple meals, I think, takes the pressure off. You know, I call it like hot mom homemaking because it's almost as if our generation like is gets to like create our, our own way of homemaking. Like we are really being women who get to kind of create a new reality with it and deep intention with it. And that's all hot mom homemaking is. It's literally intentionally just creating with the same way we do our water and with our food and with our children. And just- Courtney, thank you for everything you shared. And just some closing questions that I love to ask people. Um, What are you currently manifesting right now, Courtney? Horse. I want a a horse. horse.
1: So horse. Yep. Horse girl.
0: Here we come. (laughs) I am holding Um, that question for you.
1: Yeah, I grew up riding. And now that we have the ranch, I've just had a lot more horse come back into my life and then now we just we built a pond at the ranch so mm-hmm. having cattle is a lot more realistic for the this upcoming year and so i've just had this vision of me like herding our cattle mm-hmm. on the ranch and um i'm totally calling that in 100 that's what i want so
0: I yeah. am a specific manifester in human design. So I am just holding the vision of Trip on your back with you on this beautiful stallion, like just <laughs> bringing everyone. <in>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You also have shared recently about you and I were messaging about the crystals that you were putting around your property. Do you mm. have a f- current favorite crystal? Ooh. Um, I mean, I'm
1: always drawn towards opal. Cause how can you not be with the sparkly rainbows that come out of it? You know, um, but me, Billy just made me this really sweet necklace with the amethyst in the middle and it really made my heart. Beat. So maybe amethyst at the moment. Yeah. I don't know. I'm drawn to purple for some reason. Oh, your
0: intuition, your crown chakra is like thriving right now. I love that. Well, you know, I think my final question and closing question would be, what is your advice and what are some tips that you have for mothers and women listening to this who really want to add more rewilding motherhood, if we will, to their life? Like, what are some tips that you have for people who kind of admire your lifestyle and really want to connect back to nature and self?
1: You know, I'd say that. you you can do it anywhere you don't have to buy land and in the middle of nowhere you know you can live in a city and go to the park take your shoes off and find your favorite tree and just sit next to that tree you know um I think that it's it's not necessarily a, a lifestyle it's like a frame of mind you know and you just with that being said you just have to let go of what anybody thinks of you you know just Um, or what anybody thinks you should be doing because the minute you do that it's so easy to walk in your truth right so um just picking up anything that comes to your mind like if you feel like you want to drum if you don't want to wear shoes if you want to get into the garden if you want to go on hikes whatever you want to do with your kids just do it you know like it doesn't matter what anybody else says or how you it doesn't look a certain way you know so um I think the first step honestly go find a tree go find your favorite tree and develop a relationship with that tree because they have so much to say and offer and give and they have so much information and they want friendship we we forget about our plant kin all the time and that to me is the first step you need to develop a relationship with nature you know go outside um learn about all the plants in your area what their names are talk to them with their name you know it's like hi marissa how are you doing hi Yaro, how are you doing you know talk to them they have so much spirit you know so i think as a family unit go find your tree have a picnic you know develop that relationship and then everything it will it will be easy to understand that next step if you want that kind of life so
0: Yeah, that That is so beautiful. I love that so much. We we just uh, recently, of course, we like live in nature, but as Lila's getting a little bit older, we kind of like have certain areas that we take her. And even like she has a specific bird feeder now that we like take her and she fills it up and she goes outside and she just sits and she just watches that bird feeder where like those are her birds to her. And she is just, it's so beautiful to witness her connection with spirit and nature getting so much stronger as she's getting older we went to the river yesterday and just like the ducks going by and she's quacking at them and you can see them really taking it in and you know to anyone listening this too just going into life today maybe with the awe that your children have and just the openness that our children have. That is my goal every day of just like an open heart an open mind being patient and just present and I feel like that is all we can do as mothers.
1: Yeah, it it really is. And that is what, you know, the land wants, like living with the land is just an open heart, open mind. And I just feel like, like I said earlier, co-parenting with the earth is just so easy to do it with your kids. And um, it definitely helps you uh, wake up every day with the best intentions for that day. So Oh,
0: so true. Courtney, we're going to have to do a part two episode on mothering with nature during winter, because I am also a fellow snow girly who I, it's going to be my first winter, like as a full mother, like she was a newborn last winter. So it was a little bit easier. Now we have like a runner. She's like fully on the move. So it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting to see how this winter goes with our sweet little Aries moon child. (laughs) At
1: least snow is soft.
0: So, you know, yes. if she's
1: crowned and falls. It just, you know, into a fluff of snow is not that right. bad. So
0: just keep it, just yeah. keep it moving. And I have a lot of people say too, like with a lot of us, like can kind of want to stay in a comfort zone. If I go, it's too hot to go outside. Oh, it's too cold to go outside. And I personally feel, and I would love your feedback, Courtney of like, living seasonally, like you said, and embracing the seasons of, there's so much beauty to find in all of our weather. Like, I, I feel like I learn something each season when I just embrace where we're at, instead of trying to be like, oh, I'm too cold, I'm too hot, I can never find this comfort. And that's such a human thing when really, like, we are meant to adapt with nature. Yeah. And, you know,
1: um, I just recently read this book, And it was, there was um, a woman who studied underneath a Chippewa shaman and the book, I read it in two days. It was absolutely fascinating. But in the book, something that really stuck with me is that she talks about how she would go out in the middle of the summer heat and sunbathe and no eyes, the woman, the Chippewa shaman was like, you know, the best times of the day according to the, the way the sun is projecting onto wherever you're at, um, from 11 or like basically like dawn until 11 and then two into four are the best times to be out in the sun. But if you have to be out in the middle of the day where the rays are the strongest, you just say a little, you put up a shield and you say a little prayer and a little protection prayer. And you say, I will only allow the sun's rays to come in that will energize me the most. And you know what? I have been doing that because it's like a thousand degrees right now. And I have been going outside and I'm just like, oh, I'm so hot. I want to go back in and put ice cubes on my eyeballs. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm going to try this out. And I literally will say this prayer and it, it, co- it like cools me down. Like I can handle being in the sun in the middle of the day. It's, it's incredible what you can accomplish with the right attitude and the right words right because it's like um words can cast spells good and bad the words are so powerful so you just setting yourself up for whatever you're going to go outside for if it's snowing i am so warm and cozy in my woolen mittens you're gonna be warm and cozy it's okay you know like you have a nice fire to go back to so just saying your little like weather protection prayer it sounds really woo woo, but it's really not Mm -mm. in the grand scheme. You know, so that's kind of my, that's what I've been doing. What was that book? Oh, it was called Spirit Song by Mm -hmm. Mary Summer Rain. And she's written about 12 different books on um, studying under this woman and everything that she learned. And she started the the brotherhood the mountain brotherhood out in Colorado back in the 80s and it was a place for people to come and just be within like-minded community of you know wanting to learn more about the higher consciousness and um living in this lifetime and just how to be a really good person so to say and like connect connecting through love so um it was, it was, I literally read it in two days. It was the most incredible book.
0: Yeah. Have you read any
1: of her other books? I haven't, but I want to go back to the bookstore because I saw a few others on the shelf and get her other ones.
0: Yeah. So. I'm going to have to check her out now. That sounds so interesting. I like have to read this now. Well, thank you so yeah. much Courtney, for joining us and thank you, Mr. Tripp. He is Courtney, he is such an angel. I believe every word about your past lives together. Oh. Yeah, he's so special. I've like never had
1: anyone look at me the way he does. Like <laughs> seriously, no, no, he's so. He's so special. Well,
0: I will have Courtney's link, Instagram and everything linked down below. Courtney, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with? um no
1: I mean I I had a really amazing time chatting with you today uh I've always wanted to be on a podcast this is my first one and it feels really cool so thank you for having me um yeah I suppose just anyone listening if
0: you want to connect further feel free to dm me yes ma'am and we will have Courtney back for a part two I think doing a Uh, going into winter episode would be really beautiful because I know winter is something that mom's actually really stressed about. I've been getting so many messages about like, how are you preparing for winter? And then next thing you know, I bought a $500 bounce house, Courtney, just to prepare. I was like, just in case on the crazy days. (laughs) So now I have an indoor bounce house and, you know, just, just to be on the safe side.
1: (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of indoor time in your body and in the house. (laughs)
0: yes well thank you so much Courtney um this has been such an honor and again I will have all of Courtney's information linked down below so you guys can go connect with her and of course follow her so you can see Billy's next jewelry sale
1: Mm -hmm. yeah she's working on it on her symposium which we leave on Friday for so
0: oh she is such a light well thank you again Courtney this has been amazing